What it is, what is up, what is good, gamers? This is Shonuff. This is Shonuff seventy one, aka Digadulamite. That purple bling bling, y'all. Uh, <laughs> did you hear me? Or no? no? I did not hear you. No. Oh man, I'm so sorry. I like walked away to go grab some dog treats because you know I love to eat milk bones over here. You you certainly do, sir. Are you shaggy? <laughs> 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 I, I, I grabbed some. Fat uh, Albert don't Mero. eat dog trees. That's sh- that's Shaggy, Scooby Doo. You got Mero Snacks. Car- you don't know your cartoon. It's the white guy that eats dog food, not the black mm-hmm. guy. Yep. <laughs> hey Scooby. Oh wait, that's Yogi. That's Yogi. <laughs> Lord have mercy. You're all <laughs> all over the I'm place. I'm off the rails. We just started. What oh, the hell? Man. Auditor Canals are tuned into episode 222 of the Gaming Vessels podcast. <laughs> but of course, I'm not in the digital studio alone. Of course, I got my partners in crime first on deck. It's Dez, a.k.a. the Bay Area Terror, a.k.a. the High Res Lover. That's me. A.k.a. the Cat Daddy, a.k.a. that Gamer Step Daddy. How's it going, man? Hey, not much. Uh, it's going pretty well. Um, excited to be here, as always. I know it's been a while since we have had a um, a show, so I guess that's why Joe is a little, you know, super crazy right now, so... You know, we'll, we'll we'll do our best to rein him in. So just he's happy to be back, everybody. Yes, uh, I'm, yeah. I'm up in arms because all this teppanyaki double cross business that's going on. You know, I have no idea what you're talking about. Well, we'll talk about oh, it later. Oh yes, you know. Oh no, no, no. We we'll talk about it now. We'll talk oh, about it now. <laughs> so so said said someone said other. Host, uh, we're not going to so. talk about it now. We're just still in Why? the introduction. <laughs> Calm down, sir. <laughs> All right, of course, our show is a no-go without Trader Joe, a.k.a. Brony Chief. Yeah, yeah, that's me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Otherwise <laughs> known as the man who jumps the gun, <laughs> who can maximize your gaming dollar. Meryl Snacks. <laughs> Milk bones. Wow. I, I'm What's maximizing on, my gaming dollar. Uh, not much. Uh, uh, you know, I was going to talk my normal-ish, but... Um, yeah, I've been, uh, doing some, uh, it's been some clearance hunting for the last couple of days for me. So it's like, you know, it's like throwing not back to old circuit city blockbuster business, but, uh, there's been some clearance deals at Best Buy. So I've been kind of sneaking around looking for stuff, buying some stuff, that kind of thing. So are these for flips good. or just filling out your collection? Uh, getting some collection stuff. Yeah, you know, I, I bought a couple for um, the um, for Des the Bay Area Area Terror on there as well. So um, Best Buy has a bunch of like their like kind of back catalog stuff, limited run stuff. They decided to stock retail that they realized that no one would want to buy at stock retail prices. So, <laughs> so they're blowing out all their like limited run stuff on top of other things. So um, like uh, Scott Pilgrim's like 15 bucks. Uh, what else? Uh, Windjammers 2 is 15 bucks. You know, they were selling Dead Cells with Castlevania for like, uh, I think, 
24 bucks or like no it was it was 17.99 18.99 so still pretty cheap though it's a good that's a good um well, those yeah. are all good prices for those games physical yeah, anyway that, yeah they had some recent releases too they had atlas fallen all the way down to like like i think it was like 22.99 or something for xbox so that's a well i can understand it's for xbox but still it's a great yeah great game <laughs> And it had Redfall Steelbook, you know, the one that doesn't come with a disc. It just has the code for the expansion that hasn't even come out yet. It's like $12, man. Yeah, Joe bought it. No, I did not. Oh, what? I thought you bought no, it, No, I Joe. did not. No, oh. I did not. Mm. So, yeah, I also picked up a, um, a in- Sony InZone H9 headset at Target. They've been clearing clearing those out. I picked it up. That's normally a three hundred dollar headset. You know me and headsets. I just you know it's like peanut butter and jelly. It's like oh, oh, oh. so picked that up and um, I t- tweaked it a little bit and it is some good. I picked up for ninety dollars at Target, so it was seventy percent off. So. So probably probably the price it should have been to begin with. It's not a three hundred dollar headset. I could tell you that right now. But it's uh, better than the uh, Pulse Elite on here, uh, the one that's on the PlayStation Five mm. on there, and uh, it has Bluetooth integration with it as well. So, so uh, how do you tweak it? Um, you're actually you're able to go onto the PC and, and adjust the EQ a little bit because it's a little oh, bass yeah. heavy. Mm-hmm. to start out with but uh, you're able to go in with the software and do a custom eq on there and also adjust the side tone so on and so forth so okay so and That's you can cool. also have like uh, bluetooth audio along with it so i'm just eager to test out because that was the headset that i bought i bought an inzone h7 on a on a like half off deal and des said that the mic sounded like crap like i was like underwater or something so i'm still curious if that mic is trash or not so mm-hmm. But we'll see. All right. You know. But yeah, I've been I've been I've been busy. I've been busy buying games. I don't know about playing games, but I've been busy buying. So Yeah, he's been he's I, been hooking got... a brother up too. Which I'm very happy for. He's, he's like, you know, hey, you know, I gotta you want these games and I'm like, okay, because he knows I collect for the Switch, so so he's been hooking a brother up too, so I appreciate it. I didn't know if you wanted anything, Kev. I know you're not really in the market for anything like that, so not really. Uh, yeah. Cool. Nope. I am good. Well, with that said, we're going to move on to what all, what is always our first topic on the docket, and that is the playlist. So for a complete change of play, pace, I'm going to go first, and I ain't been playing nothing. Wow. And, and yeah, like nothing. Uh it's just I've been working on stuff uh just, just on my on my downtime and it's been for the past couple of weeks I just I haven't played anything. Uh I well for the last week rather. I did get a chance to play. Can't remember if I mentioned in our last show that I had started Starfield or not. Yeah, I did start it. Okay, so you already heard that. Ain't nothing happened since then. Wow. <laughs> well, I mean, you did say that it was kind of like you're just kind of like done with it, you know, not done with it, but you were just like it wasn't. There was nothing that was really um, sticking in your in your in your gut about it. So you're kind of like, uh, 
So, yeah, I mean, it, but I mean, it, it, it's not because I, I haven't wanted to play games. It's just I've been doing other stuff. Oh, okay. Well, that's good. So, to know, yeah. So it's not as it's not for lack of lack of not wanting to play games in general. It's just that I've I've been dedicating my free time to doing other activities, and it's just you know, there's only so many hours in a day. Mm-hmm. So with that. Uh, Daz, what you been playing? Uh, well, the only thing that I've been playing, uh, aside from going on vacation, I went to Palm Springs. That's why I was gone. Had a really fantastic time just hanging out with friends and and whatnot. Uh, but uh, I I have been playing Fay Farm uh, on my Nintendo Switch. That is the only thing I've been playing. Uh, it's a nice little cozy game. Um, I knew about it for 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 quite a while. And then when we were at PAX, they had this big thing about it. And I was like a big display or anything about it. And I was looking at it and I just really wanted to to try it. So I, I you know, plopped down my, my money and they bought it. So the, the thing about games like this or these pseudo farming sim slash cozy games is... I think that there is merit to them in, in how they can relax a person, how they are not super difficult, and they're just, they're just trying to have a different experience. Um, but I haven't found one that has married, you know, the the the, the experience uh, for me that made me want to keep playing it, you know. And I've played some that were light on, on the farming sim, and I've... And I've played ones that were just completely farming sims. And uh, to this time, I have yet to find one that is that just kind of is 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 a both of them. And I'm hoping that my time at Sandrock, when it comes out, is going to be like that because I saw um, a, a demo for that at PAX as well. So I figured I'd try this one out. It has it has combat. It has um, it has combat. It has the uh, the farming aspect. It looks good um and and yeah i'm just playing it to see if this could possibly be that one that i can just kind of put on and just and just hang out with and and not really worry about until um my time at sandrock comes out because i think that's the one that's really gonna like because i played my time at uh pretoria but it was just a little too light and a little too lacking in in its systems to really make me want to continue to play it. Um, and having played and having seen streamers play uh, the new one online because it's already been off for PC has really sort of um, made me feel really kind of like confident in in what it's going to be. So I'm I'm excited for it. I'm excited for it. But for right now. I'm checking out Fay Farm. Um, if you want to play, you know, together on Fay Farm, that's great. We can. Um, I'm on the Switch, so just uh, let me know in the in the in the Discord or in the comments. Um, if you want to learn, if you want to learn how to join our Discord, Kevin will let you know at the end of the show, like always. But really, yeah, that's that's all I've really been been playing. So, with that, I'm gonna kick it over to Joe. What have you been playing, buddy? Um, as far as what I've been playing, I've been playing the usuals, and the usuals going to be um, both Division One and Division Two. It just seems like I am in a groove, and I am stuck in that groove in a way. You know, it's like I wouldn't say like stuck. My... You're enjoying the groove. 
Yeah, for sure. And uh, I feel like I'm just getting some good momentum in the game. And it just seems like even though I played both titles extensively, I played Division 1, I, I think I explained in previous episodes, just I played a single-player playthrough on PlayStation 4, and that was it. And once I was done with the game, rolled credits, I was done with the game. I didn't do any of the uh, expansion content. So so that's where my kind of main um, drive has been, is to fire that up and uh, continue to play that on there. Um, playing on the Series X, um, you know, it's probably the most I've used my Xbox since I bought it, for God's sake. You know, so That's great. I'm glad you're getting value. Uh, yeah, and uh, even using my Elite, you know, two controller, I actually been enjoying using that. You know, I got four back triggers, and it's just like, you know, I have gotten used to using each one, and it's actually uh, mechanically like, you know, just kind of flows a bit, you know. So I could appreciate the people that previously have said that they felt the Elite Series Two controller or Elite controller itself was. You know, great, and I could kind of see the value in it because I've actually found a game where I could actually use all four four back triggers if need be. So, uh, what I've done though is uh, with the Elite uh, Series Two is I uh, got the um, back triggers from Scuff. They're not so um, you know because the usual Microsoft back triggers are more like levers versus just buttons on there you know especially with the dual sense edge i like the half domes on the back on the back buttons and so i definitely the uh, scuff buttons for the elite series 2 are more uh, like buttons versus uh, levers if that's the case so uh, playing a little bit of division 2 with john bt you know, on game night not this past thursday but the previous thursday we were playing for a bit and uh, we wound up trying the uh, roguelike mode called descent on there so that basically it's a mode to where you know but you start with uh, no weapons at all you basically start with a really crappy weapon and eventually once you start clearing rooms you get more perks you get more gear and whatnot and you're supposed to kind of work your way through fight some bosses so on and so forth and kind of get your build up uh, from uh, selecting each particular room on there and you have a choice between the easy medium and hard uh, as far as rooms so you can start trying to do hard with crap weapons and see if you could power up better by getting better gear on that so yeah, uh, you know, even though we did one run, I think I tried to do it solo a couple times, and I felt it wasn't like solo worthy, at least for me at the start. I think it it was kind of hard even trying the easy um, rooms as far as to get through that mode on there. So I am definitely going to take advantage if I do play with John BT, or if anyone else wants to play D- Division Two. Let me know. I'll be more willing to try that mode if you're interested and kind of go from there. I've been meaning to play some other stuff, though. I did download um, Sea of Stars on PlayStation Plus on there. You know, that's available. I got quite a number of different games, too. Uh, Demos that got released, like Star Ocean um, 2 for uh, the PlayStation. Uh, There is the Monster... Dragon Quest Monsters demo that came out for the Switch. So there's there's quite a few things I do want to play. It's just you know you know when by the time I game each night usually it's like you know eight nine o'clock and I want to game for like maybe an hour hour and a half and it's like I'm sitting down and say okay I'm gonna play this I know what division is I don't have to take time to 
learn anything i just sit down and play and that's how it's kind of been so it's kind of funny that uh, i think des you're asking me how you're going crazy for all these old games and you know you're not checking out anything new and you know it's just i i guess in a way it's like you know it's just i played 400 hours of division 2 previously and it just feels like it's you know you're putting back an old movie on or an old album on and enjoying it for what it is so kind yeah, of forgot wrong with that yeah so that's basically all I've been gaming these last couple of weeks. You know, I've been kind of busy at work getting back from PAX and trying to get into a more of a groove on there. So, but uh, it definitely let us know um, if there's any particular game you want us to try or whatnot. You know, I know that we I haven't tried Starfield myself, but I know from what we talked about on the show, it's like it's very Bethesda like. So we'll, we'll see. You know, I do have it downloaded though, so cool. All right, so that's going to move us to our next topic on the docket, and that is vessel line time. All right, Des, you got the mic. All righty, so uh, for this vessel line, uh, we had a conversation. Um, a couple weeks ago now, um, and we asked the question, and uh, which com- oh, sorry, which company is the most important to gaming in 2023 and why? And we asked you to uh, place your answers in the Discord, and uh, we will discuss uh, your responses on the next podcast, which is today. Uh, having said that, we already had a conversation about this, so you can definitely go back and watch or listen to that conversation. I think it was 220. So if you want to, you know comment on this or, or something uh you know sparks your interest on on what one of our listeners has said definitely go to the um the discord and join the conversation so uh john's re- john bt's response was i get joe's point about epic and he is likely correct that the unreal engine is likely going to be the foundation to so many games going forward that said, I still think right now it's Sony. Thank you, John. <laughs> They're the only company investing in a variety of first-party projects, and they also have a system others want to develop for. They also don't make too many missteps anymore, though the portal is likely going to be a flop. Okay, so I, too, share your sentiment that the portal is going to flop. I think that, it, but I don't think it's going to flop too hard. I think there is enough young you know upwardly mobile you know you know young adults who have maybe one or two kids and they want to play that while the kids are watching bluey or something like that you know on the on the main tv so i do think that people will try that so and they do market research and they do market analysis so they must believe that there is a segment of the market that will push uh this will it be a main thing no no it'll most likely be a a loss leader for them but when you're when you're so far in the front like they are i think you can definitely put out put some stuff out there um at a a price point that's not going to kill your overall sales and i think that's what that's what sony is doing i really believe that they took a look at the market and said well this can this can hurt us so why don't we just roll with it? And that's why we got the portal. So, um, and I think I think they're trying to be a direct competition to the Switch. And by that, I say the Switch's portability, meaning you could take that, you know, 
off and and do stuff with your you know with your quote unquote portal uh kind of similar to the switch but not the same uh so you can kind of mimic the experience uh but it's not going to be the same so that's why i think that they're they're gonna do it but i do think that it 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 will flop but i don't think it's gonna flop hard like most people are are thinking that it, that it will how about you guys what do you think about about the uh the portal and 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 what john said about sony i'll go to i'll go to kev first um i think that the portal is priced good yeah what is it uh 199 199 yeah, yeah it's yeah. priced to move it's priced to move at in and that's right around what would one would consider an impulse buy for a consumer electronic product I'm not convinced it's going to move big numbers. Oh, no. And I'm not convinced that it's going to be really anything more than. I, I think we'll be I think we'll be picking these things up for like ninety nine ninety nine, probably sooner than later, because I have a feeling stores are probably going to over or are going to. Uh, overstock them Ooh, because not. of the price point, and I don't think they're just—I I really don't think they're going to move that much. That's just my gut feeling. So, yeah, is, is it a product for me? No, but even if it was, I would want something more along the lines of a Vita than something that I can't—that that's not going to play games natively or at least have a even if it was just going to be a streaming device or a uh, a uh, uh, cloud whatever, device cloud device at least let me have native storage so i can hack it and run emulators i mean <laughs> that would really literally be the only reason i would want it that's kind of sort of the only reason i'm kind i'm sort of interested in the steam deck uh, I think that there, there, it's a great platform to run. It seems to be a great platform to run emulators and stuff like that. And as my gaming PC gets older, uh, I have no interest in upgrading it. If I did want to to get something else to play PC games, it would probably be a Steam Deck that I can that I would just keep. That way I, w- I would just keep docked and run off my television set and just run emu- arcade emulators. So, yeah, that, that, that's, that's my perspective on it. I think if they really wanted to move, they would do bundles with the PS5 since you really can't use it without already having a PS5 anyway. Um, come up with some type of bundle with a nice little discount. Maybe that could be something they could pack in with the PS5 Pro if the Pro is is an actual product that's coming later down the line. You know, maybe they give you a Pro, you get a Pro um, uh, portal. Um, you know, if you if you re- they're really free, feeling froggy, they could pack in a, a, a DualSense Elite or DualSense Edge rather. Uh, into a bundle of something like that for like the a premium bundle of some sort, but yeah, that's kind of my perspective on the on the on on the uh, portable. Mm-hmm. Now about you, Joe? 
Oh, as far as John's selection of Sony being the most important company, I, I would have to agree, at least right now. They're kind of stirring the drink, at least on the console side of the fence. Um, you know, as we could see, we'll talk about more in news as far as uh, Xbox's eventual strategy, uh, console strategy. It's just, yeah, it seems like they're pushing um, consoles out. Uh, there's a lot of discounts on PlayStation 5 right now at the moment. Uh, lots of promotions. A lot of people thought that PlayStation was doing that promotion for a simple fact that they were going to push out a slim model or something of, of that effect. And we haven't seen that. And we probably won't see that till next year on here. But uh, they're moving consoles, you know, and they're moving them, you know, quite quickly at um, a nice discount for people. So they're trying to get their adoption rate up. So. You know, that plus, you know, we haven't really talked about it on the show about the PlayStation Plus price increase on there that, uh, you know, they're looking to see what they could do in this current console market. Probably get a head start before Switch 2 comes out next year. So uh, as far as the uh, PlayStation Portal, you know, same thing with the VR. The VR had a soft launch that they did through the um, PlayStation Store online as far as their uh, online store. And uh, I know they're taking pre-orders for at that there. I'm kind of curious to see what retail adoption is going to have because really and truly it's not a device that's going to drive software. It's just a accessory. And uh, I'll be really curious to see one, uh, the modding on it. You know, see as far as uh, if someone can open it up since it's just an Android uh, tablet to sideload a bunch of emulators. Because to me, that'd be kind of cool to have a cloud device that I could play PlayStation on if I, you know, do some remote play if I want to and then sideload and play like a Nintendo 3DS game or DS game or Game Boy Advance or something of the like with a DualSense uh, controller layout i think would actually not be a bad proposition i mean there's tons of uh android and other devices out there that are sold on the chinese side of the fence that you could sideload a bunch of emulators on so on and so forth so so we'll we'll have to see how everything kind of goes from there i don't think it's going to be a big hit on there i don't think even on the xbox or other platforms they have great adoption of cloud gaming devices right now it's just i think it's in its infancy and you know i'm not sure what would you know be the impetus to get people to start going more towards the cloud you know google couldn't do it with stadia so what's what's the sense i don't know if xbox sony or any other major um you know corporations gonna get people to steer the way that they think the um gaming market should go on there and you know i I love the fact that stara isn't an option you know uh alfred from the gh radio podcast wants to buy one very badly you know but for me i could i could do remote play on my steam deck if i'm dying to play playstation 5 in bed (laughs) so that's true you definitely can um so yeah uh given what john said i think it's a great um i think they are you know, and I think, uh, what would you thought about, about Epic, you know, um, do you think, I know we're gonna, there was this thing about how, how Epic might be, um, really, um, hurting, hurting indie, uh, indie developers with this. Do you think that this will, this will, uh, backfire or hurt them? Are you talking about, uh, Epic? Yes. Yeah. With the Unreal Engine. 
No, well, most most indie developers have been using Unity, and Unity is the one that kind of shit the bed a week or two ago with the whole their fee increase and all. Oh, sorry, I got craziness. I got it mixed up. Sorry, I, I thought that was um my bad. I, I thought that was uh, Epic that was doing it. So Epic's actually a good Epic's Epic is actually the good guys. On this I don't know about the good guys necessarily. It just seems like uh, companies nowadays don't want to develop their own internal engine because it takes too much resources, and so they've been steering the ship over to Un- Unreal Engine Five. Yeah. And we just need to see as far as if Unreal Engine Five can be supported in you know platforms other than the greatest highest highest powered platforms. You know the rumors of Switch Two running Unreal Engine Five with uh, ray tracing on the switch 2 sounds like to me that they might be working on making it so that it can run on smaller and more less powerful devices if need be on there so yeah you know but it just seems like these console manufacturers they're already like you know not console manufacturers triple a developers seem like they're just bleeding money and it just costs a lot to develop games nowadays you know you saw your immortals of avium studio get like slashed basically yep. out by ea because they didn't get the uh, immediate hit that they were craving you know so i'm surprised you haven't seen that on discount not yet i don't think because they didn't publish that many copies this is probably the reason why you don't see it on discount there, there has to be a ton of physical copies in the wild it'd have to be something like uh, a bomb like callista protocol to get down to the wow uh, you know price point on there so okay all right then um and last but certainly not least is your friend and mine mr mustard fred french says i think they all play a big part it's great having different ideas come from all the companies all three have done neat things and keep gaming alive and going i own all three systems i'm an xbox fan but i enjoy playing all the systems see you can tell that you can tell that fred french has kids because he's all like everyone play well you're all accepted. I love you all. <laughs> no, I don't have any favorites. <laughs> You're all my children. <laughs> but but yes, yeah, they all have their place in in the giant you know scheme of of the the gaming the gaming environment. And some some take leaps forward, uh, some fall back. You know, and I just hope that you know the ones that fall back don't don't trail back so far that they just can't catch up. You know, so and I think we all know who that is. So. Uh, so yeah, I, I do think I, I do want to echo, you know, what French, what uh, Fred is saying that yeah, they're all, they all have done neat things. Um, they've all, you know, worked, you know, worked well. But in 2023, you know, I do think, you know, and we can still have a, you know, debate about this and continue to have the debate about this because that's good uh, on our Discord. But for me, it'll still, it'll st- still be Sony. Um. So, uh, having said that, uh, that is the end of the Vessel Line. Please stay tuned for our next episode when we will have another main event and we will have uh, the three of us will discuss a topic. And then uh, once we've had our say, we will uh, shoot it all off to, to you listeners and we'll love to hear your uh, comments for our Vessel Line. So, you know what follows the Vessel Line and the main event, the Jabroni Game and News. All right, thank you, Dez. You're welcome, Joe. Of course. 
And first thing uh, we want to cover is going to be the Nintendo Direct that happened on September 14th. So uh, quite a few things got announced. Uh, I won't cover everything in detail. I want to go ahead and just maybe cover the main talking points as far as stuff that got announced during the show. So, and then I could kick it over to you two fine gentlemen to see if whatever like maybe got your interest on the show. So uh, a lot of uh, ports on this particular Nintendo Direct. So there were uh, ports of a lot of different uh, previous Nintendo back catalog games that got announced for the Switch to come up this uh, next year on here. Uh, the big tentpole one, it was the announcement for Paper Mario, the Thousand Year Door, the uh, game that was originally on the GameCube on here. So and um, uh, they are bringing that out there. Is not a release date. It's some point in 2024. Uh, there's some scrutiny right now about the game, but it's not released yet. But they're talking where it's, I guess, in some of the game capture footage, it was running at 30 frames a second versus 60 frames a second. And the GameCube did have a 60 frame rate on the game. So it's, it remains to be seen. Looks like they're using an advanced engine, uh, the same engine that used for the Origami King uh, for this, uh, this particular version of Paper Mario. So I'll have to see how that comes about. Uh, there's also a remake for Luigi's Mansion 2, which is a remake of a 3DS game coming out in summer 2024. I thought it'd be out for Halloween, but hey, <laughs> you know, I'll have to see once that does come out. Um, there was a new 99 game for Nintendo Switch Online, and it happens to be F-Zero. So F-Zero basically is getting a uh, Battle Royale. And 99 players on the same tracks as the SNES title. That's a lot of there. people. So that's a lot of people. You know, I don't have a Switch Online membership anymore. I'd be kind of curious to check it out on there and, and take a look. But, uh, it, you know, I talked before where you know f-zero is like one of my snes launch games where i played the heck out of it you know i, th I thought that game was pretty badass when it first came out you know it's the first like that and pilot wings the example of the uh, mode 7 uh, as far as on the snes and i felt that the, the game was fun to play so i have a lot of uh uh, um, like kind of warm fuzzies for it, but maybe I'll, I will have less warm fuzzies after playing it. So I'll definitely let you guys know uh, once I do get the Switch Online membership going again and see from there, see how that goes. Um, they also announced um, Mario vs. Donkey Kong, which is a uh, Game Boy Advance game that's coming out on Switch on January 19th. And they also had a, another announcement for another uh, port from the Nintendo DS. So the, this game called Another Code, which released over here as Trace Memory, is getting a collection. So it's like um, like a kind of graphic adventure puzzle game that originally came out for DS. And its sequel only came out in the UK for the Wii, so but they're uh, basically uh, releasing that as another code recollection that's coming out in January next year as well. So so and then that uh, more looks at Detective Pikachu returns, uh, the new Splatoon 3 DLC, WarioWare Move It, and the Super Mario RPG on there. So it's pretty much. All the stuff in the direct, there was a few other odds and ends on there. Announcement for a new game from um, Vanillaware, uh, Unicorn yeah. Overlord. 
the weirdest name ever. Yes. So, uh, Ayudin Chronicle uh, 100 Heroes was uh, formally announced with a release date of April 23rd, which is the kind of pseudo, you know, sequel to Sudokin from the original Sudokin developers from Konami that, uh, you know, if you remember the Kickstarter. Uh, Wargroove 2 got announced for um, D- Switch as a Switch console exclusive coming out on October 5th. And, uh, you know, there's tons of other stuff. But what games for you guys personally? I'll come back and kind of say the games that kind of stood out to me. But I want to know from you first, Des, as far as what games stood out for you on the Nintendo Direct. Well, the uh, Mario Brothers RPG, uh, Super Mario RPG, definitely. Um, I remember playing it uh, briefly, unfortunately, briefly on um, on uh, on um the super nintendo and i did not uh i wasn't able to beat it or anything like that so i've always wanted to play it um and i know it's been emulated a ton of times but i never really you know picked it up or anything like that so i'm definitely excited for that uh one thing that i'm kind of not excited for is paper mario the thousand year door because it's been on almost every system that nintendo has made <laughs> it's been on it's been on the wii it's been on you know the um the gamecube you know and it's fine you know it's 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 one of those games that people consider a classic and like we said on one of our other episodes one of the reasons why they remake these these games is to is to put these classics in the hands of of newer people who might not have played them before. So for this one, you know, I, I have to keep that mindset in my mind about like, you know, oh, you know, this is a, you know, I can finally play this game now and it's, it's going to look better than ever. You know, fantastic. Woohoo. So, so yeah. So uh, Paper Mario, um, I will be getting and I probably uh, will end up beating it, though I didn't beat it the first time I played it, but I did not uh, beat it. So those two games, definitely. And then uh, Princess Peach Showtime. I think that looks like a fantastic game. Um, if you're not familiar, basically Peach has got her own adventure. She's running around and she can change uh, outfits. Uh, it's kind of like she's kind of ripping off Kirby a little bit, although she doesn't have to eat people to do it. So that'd be kind of cool if she did, but she doesn't. Um, so... Yeah, I'm I'm kind of excited for for her adventure. I think it's about time Princess Peach, you know, goes out there, you know, and hopefully she'll meet other uh famous um princesses, maybe Princess Macadamia Nut, you know, <laughs> Princess Cashew, uh Princess Plum. You never know. You know, I I think there can be multiple princesses, you know, you know, maybe a black princess, Princess Nectarine. You never know, you know. So, <laughs> so, Princess so I'm excited. Yam. Princess Yam. There, there you go. Princess Yam. <laughs> you know, I love Japanese folks, but they do some shit like that, too, probably. <laughs> princess Yam. And I'm like, oh, okay. You out of control. But, yeah. Um, uh, and I know I have a couple of friends that are super happy about Splatoon 3, the DLC that's coming out. But I probably... I'm not a I'm not a Splatoon fan, so I probably most likely will not be playing uh, that one. Also, there's a Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, uh, the last the the last set that's coming out. I have, I have a couple of friends, um, and we have a kind of a Mario Mario Kart group, and we play Mario Kart every every so often. And so um, the new one, 
I think is going to be a lot of fun. And then hopefully they can make a Mario Kart 9 and we can go through this whole cycle all over again. So so those are the games that I'm um, super excited for and the ones that I'm like super like, hey, this is going to be great. I can't wait. Thank you so much, Nintendo, for doing this. Um, but yeah, those are the ones that I'm I'm really kind of interested in. Now, um, Unicorn Overlord and uh, Yudin Chronicles. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of I don't know. I'm I'm a little like on the fence with them only because I I don't know with uh, with Unicorn Overlord. It seems like. Vanillaware is known for style um, and substance. Don't get me wrong, but I'm kind of worried that this might be a bit more style over substance. And so I'm going to have to wait till reviews come out with that. And then Yoden Chronicles, 100 Heroes. Um, again, I kind of need to see a little bit more about it and see what they're trying to do with the game. You know, is it going to be back? Is it going to be back to like classic Sudokin or is it going to be, you know, this whole new you know left you know left thing that they have to re- reinvent everything so i don't know but, but that's pretty much the stuff that that really kind of stood out for me when i watched when i watched the nintendo direct um i really wish they wish i really wish that they had have ha- they would have had more in, um new stuff um that was uh that was new and not just um remasters and or re-releases of of stuff i understand there's money to be made in the well as there always is but you know i i just i just want a little bit more from from nintendo so but at the same time, I'm still excited. So my, my my hype is not super explosive. Like it's not whistling or anything. But but it's definitely it's definitely getting warm. It's definitely getting warm. What about you, Kev? What were your thoughts? Well, I liked uh, Princess Peach. I I didn't think I was gonna like that game. I'm in, I'm intrigued. Now I can't remember if they said this is a return to a. Or a sequel or a prequel or a re-release of another game like this that came out. Was there another game that had no. Peach changing clothes? So, so this is entirely new. Entirely new. Uh, yeah. Okay. So I really like what they were doing with uh, with with Princess Peach there. Um, kind of giving her like her own adventure. And I think that's pretty dope. I'm it wouldn't surprise me and I don't know how long this game has been in development but it wouldn't surprise me if the Mario Brothers movie had something to do with this game even being made cuz uh I think Princess Peach was one of the standout characters from that film uh as well kind of building on you know the already established lore that Nintendo had set up the other game that kind of grabbed my attention was Paper Mario. I had Paper Mario on the SNES, I believe it was on. Yeah, the SNES. Mm-hmm. I did not finish it because there was a save error. Oh. And it, the save error was, you know, spoilers for an old, very old game where you have to do that. You're on that stage and you have to open up these all these different stages to get to the end boss. Well, that part messed up. And once I would open a certain number of stages, the game would it would just go to the reset. Yeah, very weird. So <laughs> I hope that doesn't happen in the new one. <laughs> oh, God, like, are you talking? You said you said Paper Mario. Is you said did you mean Super Mario RPG? 
that I always get those two confused is Super Mario RPG that that happened. Okay. 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 Yeah. So I'll go, okay, well, then Paper Mario I never played. So, but isn't there supposed to be a Super Mario RPG re-release? Or has that already happened? No, that's that's the game you're talking about. The there is a Super Mario RPG coming out for Switch along with the Paper Mario reboot. So. Okay, okay. So yeah, the 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 Super Mario RPG and the Paper Mario, I never got a, a chance to play that game when it was originally released either. Um, the Super Mario RPG is the SNES game you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the other than that, I really didn't see too much that grabbed my attention. I'm not into puzzle games, so Mario versus DK really didn't do anything for me. Uh, F099 just looked like a a mess. I mean, not a mess from a, from a presentation perspective, but just 99 other players on the same track. Uh, no, nah, I'm I'm okay on that. Uh, Tomb Raider, I'm just not really interested to go back to those original three games. I know they're beloved and um, and all that, but I, I I played the first Tomb Raider, and I, I can't remember why I stopped playing. I think it had to do with just a little too much exploration and not really knowing or understanding what the path forward was going to be. Um, you know, oh, there's this lever way down here at the bottom, and you got to run and platform your way back up to the top in order to get to the next room. It's, I don't know. that it, Tomb Raider, the, the older Tomb Raiders just never really appealed to me. The new ones, the new ones did, though. Um, and really, I really can't think of anything else that really grab my attention in that direct yeah one thing to keep in mind that's tomb raider remastered it's coming out for everything it was announced on the nintendo direct but it's coming out for playstation xbox uh, pc so they're they're all coming out that game's coming out for everything next year Mm -hmm. so well that's good yeah so that's one thing sometimes you get these announcements during a nintendo direct but the game's actually not a switch exclusive per se just has like a marketing like you know um exclusivity of some sort on there as far as for me i mean i there's a few things that kind of caught my eye some of the ports i'm i'm not super excited because i own the originals and so i could go back and play the originals if need be um but warrior move it kind of looked cool again it's like kind of cool to see that game again and see what exactly what all it is it looks like a great party game for sure on there um super mario rpg has caught my interest too i'll probably be buying that at launch on there um then unicorn overlord i i've you know i've been a been a fan of vanillaware so um definitely made sure to pre-order that um check that out because it's a strategy rpg and so it's like you know i've always loved their art style uh iudin chronicles 100 heroes i played sudikin one and two and i've played the series other games in the series off and on so it's like uh i'll be playing that maybe maybe not on the switch but i'll be playing that on a a platform of my choice uh square also announced during this direct we didn't talk about at least when i was giving my overview but saga emerald beyond it's another rpg that uh 
it's a new game in the saga series so it's kind of caught my eye it's a little bit interesting uh dave the diver uh, listener goonies uh steam benga is coming out on october 26th i already have on steam deck so i probably won't double dip on the switch but if you guys out there want to check it out there is a demo out on the switch eShop right now uh wargroove 2 kind of caught my eye too uh, i think we both me and you des enjoyed wargroove 1 yes you know very much so i'll be buying it as well yeah so caught my eye and then you know i did there was the game that got um shadow dropped that uh was initially on steam it's called war tales it's a tactical turn-based rpg that i for whatever reason just kind of slipped under my radar on there so i kind of caught my eye too i wrote it down and i put it on my steam wish list this sort of shows how much i really want to buy the shadow drop on switch but <laughs> <laughs> that's me and uh, i thought horizon chase 2 looked kind of cool too you know that uh, kind of outrun-esque looking uh you know racing game so that's pretty much what caught my eye during the uh, nintendo direct this time yeah. around so yeah people were saying that first that first game the horizon the first one is supposed to be really good on the switch yeah. so yeah i have it on playstation i've played it periodically but yeah it's good good times good times so and then on the same day as nintendo direct sony dropped a state of play so granted this wasn't as feature packed as the nintendo direct as far as the volume of titles but they did have a few things that they showed during the uh, um, state of play and so uh, main highlights on this had to do with the they let off with the devolver digital's baby steps which looks kind of crazy you know i guess you have to move with the uh, both analog sticks you're like it's like a walking simulator but you're basically walking using the analog sticks and falling down and it has like kind of a very morose like sense of humor too so look kind of cool yeah they've, um, they there's a couple games that are in that uh in that genre that are that are like that so it's very interesting that that there's like another one coming out you know yeah. because it's it just keeps being i don't know like they're they're not really for me but hey you know more power to you yeah, I mean, if, if people get enjoyment out of it, by all means. So, and, this, it, and that game kind of screams, especially with its feature on the state of play. It sounds like to me it might be a PlayStation Plus extra game, kind of similar to Stray or a game of that sort. I could I could yeah. see Sony maybe getting together and uh, putting that out on their service, possibly so. Um, also, uh, there was a couple of VR nuggets kind of dropped. Um, they uh, showed a Ghostbusters Rise of the Ghost Lord VR game. And then they also showed Resident Evil 4 VR mode, which looked pretty cool. You know, um, they also announced the um, DLC for Resident Evil 4 separate ways with Ada Wong on there. And um, they also showed... Um, kind of a trailer for avatar frontiers of pandora and put the game more on the radar for me at least a little bit they showed a little bit more above and beyond what they showed at the ubi forward uh back at e3 time keely time <laughs> on there so and uh, that game looked pretty nice on there so it's being developed by a massive using the teardrop engine so i'm gonna be checking that out on there um also this showed um announced a release date for honkai star rail for the playstation 5 
One thing I read and what I saw online is that don't get the early access bundle. The early access bundle for Honkai Star Rail basically is not giving you no rewards for you to be able to queue it up and download it early. It's it's a free game, so definitely just wait until the game comes out and play it for free. Don't pay the money that they want you to pay. I think it's like ten bucks or something. It is get. ten dollars. I took a look yeah. at it and I was like, like, what are you getting for this? So you're, and you're not getting anything. Not getting anything. So yeah, fact, that's what I Hon- thought. The PlayStation Plus, because um, you know, they have like certain drops for PlayStation Plus members. I read an article saying that that had better items on it than the $10 pre-download version of Honkai Which Star version? Also. Uh, there's like a PlayStation Plus, like they do like for uh, premium yeah. members, they could do like the extra drops and that kind of thing. And so there's a download, I believe, uh, for Honkai Star Rail to be able to, for premium members on there to get some extra like items on there. And they also reference in the article to talking about that the season pass will give you above and beyond what that $10 is offering. So, so I'm definitely interested in Honkai. I want to check it out once it does come out, but I will download it and not pay a dime and check it out that way. So um, also foam stars got an announcement for an open beta, which starts next Saturday, which is going to be on Friday the 29th, 30th, and the 1st. I believe it's maybe running for a week, but we'll have to take a look at that. You know, I kind of I, I enjoyed what I played at uh, PAX, and so I'll definitely be checking this out. I don't know if that's something that's going to be up your alley, Des, or not. Probably not, no. Um, it's one of those things where I most likely will not be playing. But I think that you should play it if you if you think that you're going to enjoy it. Yeah, for sure. Um, for those of you that care, Roblox is coming to PlayStation on October 10th, which is kind of cool that they finally worked whatever crap that they had with Roblox playing on the console. You know, Jim Ryan worrying about the children's and all this kind of crap. You know, so <laughs> not the uh, children's. Uh, they announced Tales of Arise Beyond the Dawn DLC, so that comes out on November the 9th. On there, I look cool to me, but at the same time, I think I need to play Tales of Arise first before I even dive into the DLC. That's my <laughs> thing. <laughs> On there. And then, lo and behold, it's State of Play. They announced or uh, had a trailer for Helldivers 2. So, Helldivers 2 is launching on February the 8th, 2024. So, that basically puts the PlayStation stake bet in. Uh, the victory, it's in my hand, but I obviously has, I haven't sealed the deal just yet. Just yet. But. So what does that he mean, Joe? He gets a stake. Yeah, explain I, it to the people, sir. Yeah, that's the stake, stake bet. Where our bet is that a PlayStation first party game would be released simultaneously on console and PC within the time frame that the PS4 Pro came out from, uh, launched, you know, kind of like that time difference between the original PlayStation and the PS4 Pro. Yeah. So I was, it was like two years, three years, something like that. And um, this game uh, is releasing outside of that time window. It, if it, it would have, it would have had to release, I think, in November of 12. this year november 12th okay november 12th of this year to be within the time frame 
uh, between the launch of the PS4 Pro from the original PlayStation. So yeah, it was like a three-year I'm, window, uh, I believe. So yeah, yeah. So I'm uh, missed it by that much. <laughs> That's okay though. Yeah. yeah. And then, of course, you know, we've alluded to it at the beginning of the episode, but we might as well talk about it here about the Teppanyaki Monster Hunter bet. So, yeah, what exactly? Oh what exactly is that, Joe? Oh well, uh, I think Kevin could agree. Where we previously said that you stated that if a new Monster Hunter, Monster Hunter World Two, or something of that nature is announced and comes out before the end of the year, that I would have to buy you Teppanyaki. But if okay. uh, said game was announced, but not released by the end of this year, that I would get mm-hmm. said teppanyaki. So somebody eaten. Yeah, and unfortunately, <laughs> it will be me. You know why? We're not counting that Monster Hunter mobile game. What? No, we have to. <laughs> <laughs> nah, come on, bro. You've been blowing no. smoke up my ass this last five days about <laughs> no. this crap. Oh, we're not. Ca- we can't count that. No, no. He's like cap. That's cap. Nope. Yeah, that is cap. That. Like, no. <laughs> no. But. 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 No. Uh, I. I'm sorry. I. I my. It. I, my ruling is against the mobile game. <laughs> But it's a new Monster Hunter game. That shit count. Uh, listeners, nah, listeners, nah. if you can hear me, no, nah. you know, if, if I couldn't, if I couldn't <laughs> use uh, MLB the show, <laughs> we can't use. We no, we can't use. Uh, um, we <sighs> no, we we can't we can't use Monster Hunter Mobile. No, Dag Nabbit, fine. Don't none of us don't none of us play mobile. <laughs> Monster Hunter now. Now, Mm-mm. fine. Okay, so yes, unfortunately, it was revealed. You know, well, it wasn't Tokyo, revealed. Tokyo Game Show has yeah. just passed. We Tokyo haven't. Tokyo uh... game, game Show happened, and we we're not really going to talk about it much on this one. But they only basically went over uh, Dragon's Dogma two, and they did a a deep dive about that. And unfortunately, there was. Um, the only thing Monster Hunter was Monster Hunter now. And if you were to seriously at the end of that show, if you were a Monster Hunter fan, the 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 collective sigh of sadness from mm-hmm. the Monster Hunter community was audible, like completely audible, you know, around the world when they did not say anything. So it looks like at this point. At this point, Joe has won the bet. However, however, <laughs> you never know. You never ever know. That's why. Still, I, you know. What is it? The Game Awards? Yes. There's still the Game Awards. You it know, would require and, a shadow drop. Though. And I believe, I believe <sighs> that my buddy, my buddy, will come through for me. The man you've been shading <laughs> this whole every time he comes on the camp. <laughs> I believe, I believe in him. I believe <laughs> that he will come through. I believe uh, that he will say, he will come down off the heaven and uh, off the top rope. You know, much like that that WWE merger. He will, he will, he will merge two worlds, <laughs> and he will say, "Here you go, Monster Hunter Six for Christmas," and I'll be. 
and I'll be eating good. <laughs> because you that know it really is, that sucks. is a tall order, my and, uh, friend. But, so what really sucks though is uh, Joe and I and uh, my partner Paul are going to Japan next year. So. He's all thinking about, well, I'm going to get, like, authentic tapenaki, and I'm all like, the hell you are, sir. <laughs> you getting that bargain basement Fresno version, maybe. Mm. <laughs> get no. Get out of here. I, I didn't say you have to buy me the tapenaki, you know, in Japan. I mean, we'll, we'll enjoy tapenaki no, no. in Japan. No, no, no. He said that. He was like, he was like oh, 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 and I'm like, oh, yeah. You no, never Joe. know. The, the yen might be weaker than the dollar, and you could buy me a teppanyaki feast for pennies on the dollar there, Sammy. So. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that is the update from the various bets, and it seems like, yet again, the white man has won. So, <laughs> damn. <laughs> All about the white man being conniving, I guess. Right? <laughs> so, so yes, that was. So back to back to the state of play, yeah. though. Let's back go back to, to the state, state of play. play. <laughs> back to the state of play. Yes, Helldivers Two did get announced. The trailer was quite nice. Uh, they kind of had a like the um, third you know, person camera behind the shoulder kind of thing. And I uh, definitely am interested in playing. It. I bet you guys, you. you oh, yeah, I'm here Helldiver. for it. I think it's going to be fantastic. You know, I, I have always been a fan of uh, of Helldivers and the fact that it is actually now, you know, like it's it's back and and it's completely different. And it just it, it just looks great. You know, will it play great? I think so. But, yeah, I am. I am super like, let's do this, you know. Yeah. You know, and this, then... is the, this is the first game that I've seen where the multiplayer chatter sounded halfway realistic mm. you know how before there's always these ooh ah you know it, it, it was just everybody was just kind of playing like a normal more like a normal multiplayer game you know one person was yeah. like oh you killed me you know somebody oh i got i just got killed i'm i'm coming man i'm coming back and you know well, it wasn't it wasn't scripted it was within the developer of the game arrowhead it was their gameplay sessions that they took that clips or clips from for the yeah gameplay. so it, it was a, an actual like it filmed, wasn't acted it wasn't acted by by young bad. white males or like you know by <laughs> actors of some sort Ooh, let's go kill <laughs> they're on your six it's time to kill them <laughs> So, y W yeah. Y W M. <laughs> so yeah, definitely excited for that. And then um, PlayStation ended with a, a reveal and deep dive into Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. And so they announced a release date, which is going to be on the leap year day. It's on February 29th, 2024, on there. And they show quite a bit of gameplay. And they've talked about like in interviews afterwards as far as what what at what point in the story this uh certain iteration of the game will end at so a lot of people are really surprised that's getting that deep into final fantasy 7 as far as the content in the story and so they're kind of curious whether the third game once it does come out will have new content above and beyond the ending of final fantasy 7 proper on there so so Let's go, and I'm going to do the same thing. I'll kick it over to you first, uh, Kev. Uh, what did you enjoy out of the state of play? 
Well, obviously, the Final Fantasy VII Rebirth, that was, remake was fantastic. It looks like Rebirth is going to be an op- a more open world, if not a completely open world. Two discs, uh, retu- retouched combat, multiple characters, just, it, 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 that game just looked absolutely fantastic. Helldivers 2 looked great. Spider-Man 2, can't wait for that game to come out. Nope. Six, what they say, 65 or six, 60 or 65 costumes of uh, that are available to unlock yeah. through the gameplay, something like that. I mean, that's that's nutty. That's that's crazy. And a much bigger, uh, much bigger playground in New York. I think it's two boroughs. Do they say it was two boroughs? Queens. And I can't remember the other one that 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 that's in it, but. Practically, I think they said it was double the size of the first games. Can't double wait to pleasure, play. Double the fun. Yeah, the density, the dense. If you've ever seen like the, the comparison between the density of Miles Morales and the first Spider-Man game and this game, like at street level, it's night and day. I mean, it is literally like night and day. I don't. Obviously, I think it has to do with this being made truly a made-for-PS5 game. Uh, but I, I can't wait to play though the wing suits, you know, the wing suit literally gliding and web slinging through New York. That I, yeah, I'm, I'm all about that. Hell Divers 2, which we talked about before. Um, a lot of people have been talking about the the shells and the new colors and uh the new uh controllers and the uh the deep earth collection the deep earth collection i like the colors but i honestly think that uh playstation is not utilizing these covers as effectively as they should be and what i mean by that i'm talking about etching on the actual cover itself the rebirth when they announced rebirth it would be a would have been a great opportunity to offer maybe sephiroth and cloud's image etched into a colorful um uh ps5 shell that's available in the uh uh super the greatest edition i just don't it, I, and now, now maybe there's some manufacturing hurdles that I'm unaware of with regards to the with regards to these shells that's no. you know questioning it. I don't know, but I really wish that they should they would actually moved into image etchings in these things. Other, if they did, I would probably start buying them. I, I'm just not really too inclined to change my console color from from white to red or to blue primarily because it sits behind my TV and I don't see it anyway. Uh, but I just kind of feel that just swapping colors with what they could do and what, what uh, non PlayStation sanctioned companies are do were doing with these things before the official ones launched. I think it's a missed opportunity. 
They also screwed the pooch because Final Fantasy 16 PlayStation Direct did not offer either the DualSense or the console covers, but they have LeBron James covers and LeBron James controllers in the U.S. for some reason. Hey, hey now. Yeah. Yeah, I I mean, hey, I guess it made I guess it made sense. I don't know how many they sold. I I I didn't get one. I don't need that. Uh, I just would like to see some some etchings in in these things. Um, also, was kind of impressed with the Ghostbusters game. I have no interest in VR primarily because I can't use VR of any type. Uh, but I think that's a good license that kind of it's one of those games that one of those licenses that makes sense for VR. If 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 you get what I'm saying, so. If I did have VR, I would def I would be interested in playing Ghostbusters. It's but it, like other things, like other games, it kind of sounds like you need a dedicated group since it's a multiplayer game. I don't know if you can play solo in it, but it sounded like you needed to do some some cooperation and whatnot. Separate ways, Resident Evil Four. I'm all about that as well. I have not finished Resident Evil. I haven't even started Resident the Resident Evil form remake. I have it. Haven't even started it. It's just it's one of my uh, uh, backlog sins that need to be atoned for, and hopefully at some time it will. And um, finally, I would say I didn't. I Ghost Runner Two looked interesting, but I was never really captivated by the first ghost runner so i'm i'm probably not going to take a look at that avatar looked interesting but um i, I you know i hopefully it's more than uh a far cry with an avatar coding because i i kind of have a feeling that that's what it's going to be uh, I hope it's a little bit. I hope it's a little bit more than that. It looked pretty. It looked good, but I I don't want to just go from point to point, unlocking you know climbing towers, and doing all this random stuff to to fill in the the fogged out regions of the map, like in every other Far Cry ish Far Cry and Far Cry ish game that's out there. I'm feeling you. So, yeah, I, I'm hoping that there's more to it, but I think we'll just have to see. But uh, was there something else? I think there was, was there something else that I was going to mention? Oh, uh, Tales of Vesperia or, or, or Tales, Tales of Arise. Arise. Sorry, Sorry. yeah. yeah. Uh, the DLC, I'm interested in that. Uh, that's another game that's part of my backlog, my, my backlog sins that need to be atoned for have not even started that game uh, i'm kind of digging the fact that it's being it's being supported with dlc what is this two years after the launch a year and a half after the launch whatever time whatever the whenever that game originally launched i think that's cool so i think all in all i think this was a great show um i kind of in some ways it this should have been uh, uh, the showcase in 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 some ways, particularly with uh, uh, the final Final Fantasy VII Rebirth, the the update that they showed with that. But 
I I think this this uh, this this uh, state of play was was a good one. I'd have to agree, one hundred percent. As for me, I definitely am full on here. Day one, Spider Man two. That's the one that that really kind of did it for me. Like that's that's the game to beat. Um, I'm looking forward to Helldivers 2 uh, because I loved playing the first one with you two, and I think that that's a great uh, community-based game to play. Not not into Avatar, not into Resident Evil, not into Ghostbusters, not not really a uh, a big fan of <clears throat> excuse me of any of any of that. Um, might check out Ghost Runner 2 uh, when it comes to uh, when it comes to the uh, free service because it most likely will because that's what happened to the first one. Uh, Tales of Arise. Um, I have to play the first one. I I played the first you know a couple hours of it and didn't go back to it because there's just other games that that were pulling me pulling me to it. Um, and then the last game that I was really kind of into was actually Hong Kong Honkai Star Rail. Um, I want to try it out. I think that it's interesting that it is a it is a turn-based game. I just hope that its turn-based system is not so encompassing and so just you know. Um, it's like Tower of Fantasy, where it's just like you got systems on systems on yeah, systems. Yeah, yeah. I, I want a more streamlined version of of it, and it really comes down to its gotcha system. You know, I think it's weird. It's like um, Tower of Fantasy gives you so much for free, which is great, but at the same time, it it, it overwhelms you. You know, and I just and then there's you know um, Genshin. Which doesn't give you anything, and so there's so there's like it's either feast or famine with these with these games, so with these free to play games. So, but again, I'm not holding my breath about it. I will definitely check it out because it is free. Um, hopefully, it, it will be fun to play, and you know, then then I'll keep with it. You know, but but yeah, the one that just stuck out for me, and that that's like like a day one to Spider Man, like that that cannot get here quick enough for me. Bring it on. Yeah, for me, um, Spider-Man 2 actually kind of raised my eyebrow a bit because I backburnered both Spider-Man and Miles. And it kind of, after looking at all the open world stuff and looking at all the city combat, it kind of gave me like crackdown vibes for some How reason. dare you? No, don't even put, don't even. <laughs> How dare you? I'm calling a file on the play. File on the play. (laughs) No, don't even put Spider-Man in the same sentence as that crackdown. Not not that last one they put out. No, I I, I, I played that to completion. It was great, but Mm -hmm. you know, maybe Mm -hmm. after playing (laughs) Spider-Man Two, I'll be all like, you know, this is way better than Crackdown. I'll see the light. I like it. Even 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 your body basically. Told you to stop because that's why you started choking, sir. Because <laughs> I was trying to eat an apple at the damn same time as I was talking and breathing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was your so... body saying, "Sir, <laughs> sir, we need to stop now." Also, Honkai Star Rail, as I said before, I'm interested in that. You know, I'm kind of, you know, I've always been enthused by um, Mi- Mihao. <laughs> trying to remember, Mihau. yeah. Their uh, art style, their um, great music in Genshin, and uh, you know, I want to see them apply their formula and their uh, expertise to a different, uh, you know, gameplay type, if need be. Um, 
Tales of Arise looks cool, but like all you guys said, I need to play the original game to get into the DLC. Uh, Helldivers 2 is a day one for me. Avatar I'm interested in. I'm not sure if I will buy it day one. I know there's, uh, you know, a lot of meat to it, but it's, you know, I have not watched any of the um, James Cameron Avatar movies, so I don't know anything about the world on there and i don't know anything about the navi or anything like that you know and since this is mainly going to be a single player game on there um i'll have to check and see how reviews kind of go from there to um, check that out um but i am interested i'm probably more interested than either of you two in it so um and then that's pretty much it i mean foam stars has my interest i definitely want to give it a shot but hey i already own splatoon 3 so guess what if i really want to play a game like that i could easily fire up my switch and ghost runner 2 looks cool too uh demo is out so i'll be kind of curious if maybe i'll just fire up the demo or play the first game as well just to kind of get a feel for uh what that game is all about so Oh, no, I felt it was a, a really good uh, state of play. I know there was a lot of, like, you know, I watched the um, uh, kind of comments on X, good old Twitter, uh, that uh, a lot of people were calling this a mid-state of play at best. And it's like, you know, of course, people were calling the Nintendo Direct mid. And, uh, you know, hey, it's people have a, their opinions, and that's cool. All, I think they good. were both good. I think they were both good. I I would have to say that this is the first time in a long time uh, for a Nintendo Direct that I saw that I saw more than one game that had my interest. Because usually I'm lucky to get a one game that grabs my attention in a Nintendo Direct. I got a couple, so this was one of the better ones that I've seen in 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 quite a while. You know, and I don't know what people were expecting from a PlayStation state of play. I think they I think they underpromised and overdelivered a little bit. A lot of that probably has to do with the types of games that you're excited for as a player. Yeah. But if if you can't look you can't look at this and have an understanding of the PlayStation fan base and say that that was a mid show you just can't just like just because i don't see more than i usually don't get more than one game of interest in a Nintendo Direct having an understanding of Nintendo's uh fan base I couldn't I can't say, oh well, this Nintendo Direct was trash or this Nintendo Direct was mid. It's like, no. These things typically hit with their with 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 their customers. Uh I'm just not always in that group. So, you know, your mileage may vary, I suppose. But yeah, I think I think they were both I think they both shows were quite good. I'd have to agree. All right, good deal. Uh, Next thing on the docket for news is the whole Xbox FTC thing. And uh, you thought, wait, the Microsoft Activision FTC trial is over. Well, guess what? Uh, There was a bunch of materials uploaded by 
Microsoft to the Federal Trade Commission's website that had several unredacted materials included, and they were found on the FTC website. So uh, a lot of leaks happened. A lot of people got access to the information. The information was uploaded by Microsoft themselves. The FTC was quick to state that it was not they that leaked anything. This was uploaded by Microsoft to their website. So, so no one to blame but Microsoft themselves. So, so in the materials there was tons of emails, which you know we, we won't really cover, but a lot of like Phil's thoughts about possibly buying Nintendo, buying Valve, um, buying Warner Brothers, all sorts of. Uh, emails and whatnot. Uh, emails back from 2020 um, when the PlayStation 5 was first announced, saying that they feel like they have the upper hand versus the uh, PlayStation 5, the Xbox brand and the Xbox Series X and S consoles. So there's a lot of like meaty material. You know, if you set, want to dig into all that business. You can, but there was a lot of different um, refreshes and, and different hardware that was included in the leaks as well. So, and uh, according to at least the uh, information, they had a mid-gen refresh slated for 2024 for the Series X, a codename Brooklyn, which would be all digital and uh, have a centrical design. It kind of looks like an air filter, so... Yeah, it's set for launch according to the documents next October. It's supposed to offer two terabytes of internal storage, faster Wi-Fi, and come with a new controller on here. And according to the um, marketing material, it's uh, basically uh, adorably all digital. So that's according to the uh, Microsoft image that was uploaded up to the website. And then they also have a Series S refresh. Uh, this is the white Series S at a $299 price with one terabyte internal storage and faster Wi-Fi, reduced power, and the new Xbox controllers. So, so a lot of people were kind of up in arms after seeing this because of the fact that they are getting rid of the uh, physical media drive on there. The, um, the ability to be able to play physical media on this so it's not stated and not explained to see if this refresh is going to eliminate the series x as it is on there but i think a lot of people should see the handwriting on the wall with xbox because it's all about their services it's not about games on the disc on there that's why um you know starfield is not on a two disc set that's why you're not seeing um, like a lot of the games that came that were compatible with the, you know, the uh, whole, you know, Xbox Play Anywhere initiative that uh, smart delivery, the game discs at the store for Series X and S are actually just Xbox One versions of the game. You don't even have the Series X version on the actual disc itself on there, so. The handwriting is definitely on the wall with uh, all this business. Uh, just kind of we're able to see Microsoft's, you know, internal like, you know, uh, plans for their roadmap basically on there. So a lot of people, there's a lot of discussion about this, you know, and, and Phil did come out to state that all everything that's on there and uploaded to the FTC website has indeed changed since the uh creation of said internal documents so 
So they also unveiled a new controller, which I alluded to, which basically looks like they're taking some portions of the DualSense on the controller. Surprise, surprise. So there is... Um, Sorry about that. No problem. Keep going. Okay. It includes uh, haptic feedback on the new controller. VCA haptics, which doubles as speakers, an accelerometer, and quieter buttons and thumbsticks on here. So, so take away, it does have haptic feedback now, one of the uh, features from the DualSense on there. Uh, and... Uh, kind of added uh, to the fact that uh, this has also the ability to be able to turn on when you pick it up as well. So, and so I guess this uh, controller, which is codenamed Sebel, is coming out um, at the end of May 2024 on there. But uh, we'll have to see if we see this new controller this year or not on there. And then last but not least, as part of the... A leak there was some new Bethesda games kind of in the roadmap, including a Doom Year Zero, which was a new title that hasn't been announced, an Elder Scrolls uh, Oblivion remake, a um, remake of Fallout 3, and then also to looks like a sequel to Ghostwire Tokyo and a sequel to Dishonored that was also on the list as well on top of like other things like uh, code names and so on and so forth. So there's like a Project Kestrel um, expansion and a licensed IP game, which you know, don't know what that is. We'll have to see. No Banjo-Kazooie, unfortunately for you uh, Banjo-Kazooie fans out there. So, so you know, I say this is a, you know, it was a big deal when all this stuff got leaked. Uh, there was also one other thing, which I'll mention, and then I'll kind of cover everything but they also kind of unveiled their kind of philosophy for 2028 their next gen console release plan and they do have something that according to the documents they were looking at coming out not with a new console but with a cloud hybrid <laughs> platform on there so basically they are talking about Coming out to where uh, they have the same dashboard on mobile, on your um, tablets, on your personal computer, and on a dedicated console device. And they're using, quote unquote, the power of the cloud and cloud hybrid games on here. Uh, they're currently describing as an immersive game and app platform on here so uh, they even had in some of the screenshots a um, handheld controller similar to a Wiimote on there so and so this is definitely part of the plan at least what their vision of the next Xbox is going to be at least based on the documentation that was provided so so Talking about cloud hybrid games, immersive game and app platform is what the next Xbox is going to be. It's not considered to be a dedicated console. And they're also switching from an X68 architecture to an ARM64 architecture, too. Yeah, X86 architecture to the ARM. Yeah. yeah, yeah, so... 
Which, you know, I could see the handwriting on the wall with all this business with their services and the way they've been kind of going, kind of trying to ramp down physical media. And, you know, they have to tie in their, uh, you know, strengths, which happens to be, you know, the Microsoft cloud and whatnot. So, so what I've been talking a lot, I'll kind of circle back to give my opinions. I'll go ahead and go first to you, Des. Uh, what's your thoughts about all this reveals and shocking developments? Y'all, it wasn't shocking. Y'all need to, y'all need to see, y'all need to leave Xbox and Microsoft alone. I mean, if, if, if you're into this, sweet, work it out. But we've been telling you that, that this, that they are trying to go to an all cloud thing you know an all cloud um ecosystem y'all y'all should have known that you know where it's going to be one direct system that all you have to do is you plug in you know y'all thought tv 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 was over Uh -uh -uh. no that was just that was just the first salvo into what's happening now you know they weren't ever done with that whole we're going to be everything you know, for every one type of situation, you know, they just brought it down a little bit, but they never put that to rest, you know, and now we are seeing it, you know, the whole thing about a uh, cloud gaming console without with, with the disc list thing. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. They're definitely trying to push people forward into the future away from away from disk drives that could break, you know, from quote unquote outdated media. So yeah, uh, I'm not surprised by, by seeing any of this, the new Bethesda games or the old Bethesda games getting a refresh, totally not surprised, you know, all this stuff I'm not surprised about, you know, and, and people who were paying attention shouldn't be surprised either. This, this, was their plan from the whole time you know and they are sticking to it they are trying to future proof themselves as much as possible xbox microsoft they're playing the long game the long super long game and they don't care if the people that are now that that, us now they don't care about us they're going after your grandkids okay that's what they're doing they're going after your children and your grandkids because those are the people that they think are going to be buying all of this technology when they become of age and start spending their money that's what's happening okay so so yeah they are literally waiting for for a generational switch to happen that's what they're doing so i'm not surprised by any of this so that's all i gotta say on on that because if you were paying attention if you were paying attention uh you should be like okay we knew this was happening so that's that's all you have to say about that so I'll, i'll switch it over to kev kev what are your thoughts about this well i think this is even more nefarious than that and oh. it's linked with the cloud. Microsoft's push into the cloud cannot be successful as long as Nintendo and PlayStation exist because they are the two dominant forces in this industry. When you look at the emails, and I'll I'll just I, I just happen to I I happen to pull this up and you know I didn't do I didn't do the research, you know. I I'm gonna shout out a couple of podcasts, No Cap Podcasts, Reforged Gaming, uh, King Thrash Gaming. Uh, those guys actually went in and dug around 
I'm looking at I'm looking at an email that was posted by IGN, but I first heard about this on their shows. I'm just going to read a little bit of an email that Phil Spencer sent. This is going this is dated June 6, 2020. And he's sending this to a Microsoft employee uh, by the name of Takeshi. Takeshi, I totally agree that Nintendo is the prime asset for us in gaming, and today gaming is our most likely path to consumer relevance. I've had numerous conversations with the LT of Nintendo about tighter collaboration and feel like if any U.S. company would have a chance with Nintendo, we are probably in the best position. The unfortunate, now listen to this wording, the unfortunate or fortunate for Nintendo's situation is that Nintendo is sitting on a big pile of cash. They have a board of directors that until recently has not pushed for further increases in market growth or stock appreciation. I say until recently as our former Microsoft board of director member Value Act has been heavily acquiring shares of Nintendo. These people were trying to do a hostile takeover. I don't there there is no way there is no sugarcoatness and I have heard the 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 Xbox zealot say oh this was just a, you know uh uh, thinking out loud and well who if, if the opportunity did come up who wouldn't want to acquire nintendo that's not what they're talking about they're talking about having a member of their board of directors in a company a, a shell company company whatever you want to call it value act actively buying shares actively buying shares <laughs> and, and, and a little bit more and i've kept in touch with Mason Morfitt as he's been acquiring. It's likely he will be pushing for more from Nintendo stock, <clears throat> which would create opportunities for us. I'm sorry, what does that sound like? Really? What 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 does what does that sound like? That that they're not waiting for the market to change and forward thinking with this. No, they are trying to actively take over the market and it's just like what i said if microsoft can't play the game they will buy the court and that's what they've been trying to do it's exactly what they're they're trying to do it's likely that he will be pushing for more from nintendo stock which could create opportunities for us without that catalyst i don't see an angle to a near term mutual to a near term mutually agreeable merger of Nintendo and Microsoft and I don't think a hostile action would be a good move so we are playing the long game but our board of director has seen the full write-up on Nintendo and Valve let's not forget they were trying to get Valve too and <laughs> they are fully supportive on either if opportunity arises as am I now we're going to skip down to the bottom I love this discussion and value you looking and value you looking at the opportunities here. At some point, getting Nintendo would be a career moment, and I honestly believe a good move for both companies. It's just taking a long time for Nintendo to see that their future exists off their own hardware. 
a long time. <laughs> yeah, I, I read that. The hubris. Yep. The hubris of this dude. I'm sorry. No. If any company, if any business, I mean, whatever, whatever plans, I know there's talk about PlayStation being part of uh, 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 their server farm for, for networking backbone. And there have been talking about Nintendo doing stuff with them. Uh, Reforged Gaming did some digging. And uh, according to what he came up with, he was saying that this company value value act uh, currently holds 2% shares, 2% worth of shares in Nintendo. And there's also a whole bunch of issues with regards to purchasing a Japanese company, a lot of hurdles, a lot of stuff. But when people say, oh, this was just Phil talking out loud, I'm, I'm one of the dudes from uh, 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 Window, uh, uh, Windows, Windows Games, you know, that website was just, oh, well, you know, Phil was just, he's just talking and planning out loud and first xbox is leaving the industry and now you're saying that that because they're in third place but now they're all of a sudden going to be able to buy nintendo yes they could buy nintendo we're talking because why because xbox have has access to the microsoft microsoft vault we know that already and if they and with this push toward cloud like this this arm-based future Basically, they want all of gaming to be like this trash ass. Uh, 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 what was that game that Joe that you, for some reason, were in love with? Uh, <laughs> Tower of Fantasy. What? No, no, it's the 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 third one in that series. Crackdown. Crackdown. Crackdown three. Uh, yeah, Crackdown three. Remember the original ver- vision for Crackdown three? Oh yeah. How the, the whole... destruction would be yeah. would take place in the cloud and all these wonderful things could be taking place behind the scenes online and making this wonderful, great enriched vision. Other charts have come out from this leak and saying that, that the progress is not moving at a pace that makes financial sense for them. And that they're talking about 2027 or 2028, if, if dead, if uh, increases aren't seen, in areas of cloud that they're 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 and game pass uh subscriptions that they could see themselves leaving the game the, the gaming industry microsoft wants to buy the court they wanted to buy nintendo literally buy their competitor and ergo buying the court buying the ball buying the jerseys buying the refs so at the end of the day, if you want to continue in any way, shape, or form in modern gaming, buying Valve, who it, which is the the de, de facto store, digital store for PC gaming, they wanted they want to own it all. And for Phil to stay, oh well, you know these are these were from back in 2020, and uh, things have changed. No, they really haven't. Maybe you got caught with your pants down with with this uh, 
uh, crappy sounding digital hybrid console that you want to push on people, that may change. But I guarantee you, this stuff about them trying to acquire Nintendo, that ain't changed. Their desire to acquire Valve, that ain't changed. And I think if this company can get it hook or by crook, they will get it. And by the way, I'm not just saying this because it's Microsoft and I haven't been happy with their Xbox consoles in quite a while. If Sony was in a similar position, they'd probably do the same. If Nintendo was in in a similar position, they'd probably be, be doing something like that. I think we can both come up with instances when both those companies had trash-ass business practices. But this... With Microsoft's war chest, no. If any business deal, I think any company, it would be it be it Nintendo or Sony, would be stupid to continue in any future business deals with Microsoft from this point on after this leak has taken place. Because it, whatever deal that they want that they are approaching with is going to be a means for acquisition, hostile or otherwise. Now, it's one thing if you decide, as shareholders of Nintendo decide, hey, you know, they're, they're throwing way too much money. Let's go ahead and sell. That's one thing. You know, cash makes the world go round, as they say. Uh, Japanese company, Japanese government protections or not, they'll, they'll find a way to make it happen. I personally just don't see Nintendo wanting to sell. But if they continue to have people like uh, uh, their former board of directors member with this company at Val companies like Value Act. And you know if they've got one, they got more than one actively pursuing shares at any opportunity that they can. Don't think that they won't make it a hostile takeover as the desires of the shareholders for Nintendo are that we're we're in a position to sell. You know, this this. These 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 folks really need to get out of gaming and, or just be a publisher and just put every stop making consoles, just put everything out on everywhere. If that's what it if that's truly what they wanted to do. But we know that they don't. They want to hold all of the facets of gaming under their umbrella. And that for any company, for any company is dangerous proposition. If you even if you if you even care at all about about gaming you do you wouldn't want any company having this kind this type of control it's just it is just ridiculous in my opinion so yeah my whole take on this is just i'm kind of i'm done with xbox i mean i own the series x um it's a point that uh, you know series x is going to be around for a bit uh, it's, i don't have any impetus to try to trade it in or anything like that there are some big good decent back compact games that they've done with uh, when they had the Xbox one X that they were pulling some good, um, like backwards compatibility, uh, things and whatnot. But, uh, you know, for all this games pass brings value. I, I just haven't seen a ton of games that kind of speak to me on the service and all, all in all, it's just, it's just been overly like, uh, I hate to say it's just just been a miss upon miss. I mean, there's cool indie games on there. There are other things. It's just Microsoft Game Studios and, and Xbox themselves is not the Xbox I knew of back in the original Xbox and uh, beginning of the 360 era. 
on there. I think everything just got skewed. Um, you know, anything that comes out of that whole uh, platform is like a surprise to me. You know, it's just I just want something to be able to say that this company has a soul and it just seems like i don't know even with playstation lately too uh with you know some certain games and whatnot it's just uh, sometimes the creative process is above and beyond the business process and you know i just don't i don't want to i want to see more of the creative and less of the business you know so well i mean the two can the, the two can coexist but there's one thing if if a company is maybe if you're seeing one company maybe putting a little too much effort into one into one pot as opposed to the other. But this is on a whole other level. This is literally acquiring your 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 competition yeah. and taking one third. Well, actually, one half if you if you take Microsoft out of, out of the equation reducing your competition by 50% and putting them under your umbrella. That is how they're going to push Kyle gaming. They're just going, they want to acquire everything. And then the only way you're going to play the next Mario, the next Zelda, the next Kirby is to be a game pass subscriber and, and have their, their, their hybrid weird ass console in the future. You know, this is this is just this is just ridiculous, and it, Nintendo or PlayStation would be absolutely foolish to do any kind of business deal with Microsoft in the future. Absolutely foolish, because it would just be a Trojan horse to either get them get them to collapse or to borgify them. You know, make them part of the collective. All right then. Uh, all right, so we did have a couple more news nuggets uh, real quick. And we'll talk more about Tokyo Game Show coming up in uh, the next episode, 223. But uh, Division 3 got kind of shadow announced um, with an interview that was posted on Ubisoft's uh, website. So uh, Division 3 is in development. They did announce a director for the game. It's the same guy that's currently working on Star Wars Outlaws on here so guy's name is julian garrity and he's the creative director of uh, star wars outlaws but he is the executive producer of tom clancy's the division brand as well so he was actually the director of the uh, first two divisions and so he is going to bring a team uh, basically through on there um, they make a big mega announcement it was just on a press release saying that after development of uh, Star Wars Outlaws is completed, and also Avatar, because Massive is working on that game, as well as that they are going to um, be able to work on Division 3 afterwards. So they're currently in the active uh, building of a team for the game on there, and it'll probably be sometime afterwards, so probably 2025 at the earliest on there but you know i was kind of joking with des that i you know with all this recent division play uh that i kind of willed it into being you know you probably did all, sir all me it's all me so you're like i gotta do this so yeah uh they did talk about that heartland still in development but heartland is a 
PvPVE uh, free-to-play game on here. So, but they first announced it back in May 2021, and still is not out yet. So it's been two and a half years on there. So, I guess they're continuing to beta test it, which you know I, I hate to say it's kind of approaching skull and bones territory, but who who in the hell knows? But uh, uh, it's kind of cool that, uh, you know, John BT was commenting, I'm there day one, because, you know, he's enjoying Division 2, like, years after the facts for the first time, so it's good good eatings. And then, also in other gaming news, uh, something that I've been looking forward to very much so, like, for a while, uh, finally, finally, now The Rock has come to, no, Earth Defense <laughs> Force 6. What? English, English version of Earth Defense Force 6 has finally been announced. It's coming out in 2024. There is a trailer up online on there. It is being uh, published by Clouded Leopard Entertainment. So, on there. So, they do have an English trailer. So, I'll have to see. It's coming in 2024, probably for uh, PlayStation. There is a PlayStation uh, logo onto the uh, trailer on there. PS5, PS4 is probably also coming out for Steam at some point as well. But yeah, EDF6 does finally have a translation and it is coming out in 2024. So, so definitely look forward to it. Game Nights will be uh, EDFified again. Thank God. So, <laughs> yeah, super excited, y'all. Seriously. Yeah, not with no, like, you know, I hate to say it with the. Uh, voxel like you know world brothers business even world brothers 2 is coming out and i i don't know i'm cold on world brothers i'm cold on iron rain yeah give me some good old edf business you know some sandlot put it in my Straight no chaser you got it cool yep. all right but yeah that concludes the jabroni gaming news for this episode all right folks game nights we're going to talk about game nights Thursday, 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific. Basically, that's the day, the, the, the night of the week that we set aside to interact with our communities online and uh, basically play whatever you guys want to play. So if there's a game that you have that you would be interested in in sharing with us, not just us, but other members of the Gaming Vessels community that are active on our Discord server, uh, we, I invite you, we invite you to post those games in our Discord and let us know the game that you're playing. And if we don't have it, we'll, it's no problem for us to get a hold of it across all console platforms, PlayStation, Xbox, and Switch. Now, you might be asking, well, how do I become a part of this Discord server? Well, you just hop on to the app formerly known as Twitter currently known as X. X gonna X. give it to you. X gonna give it to you. X gonna give it to you. X gonna give it to you. And you you go to at Gaming Vessels, G-A-M-I-N-G-V-E-S-S-E-L-S. Click the link and you're in. Uh, there is no Patreon tier to subscribe to. No waiting period you have to go through. Just be a good person who likes talking about games and interacting with other people that like video games. We have a diverse uh, uh, a diverse pool of thought to when it comes to gaming and the gaming industry. And uh, those differing ver uh, views are expressed, but they are done so without the insulting nonsense that usually takes place on much larger social media platforms. So if any of that 
sounds good to you, you dig what you're hearing, what what we're doing here on the podcast, I would highly encourage you to join our Discord server. I think you'll have a good time. So with that said, that's going to bring episode 222 to a close. For Dez, a.k.a. the Bay Area Terror, a.k.a. the high-res lover. That's me. A.k.a. the cat daddy, a.k.a. that gamer stepdaddy. And for Trader Joe, a.k.a. Jabroni Chief. Yeah, yeah, free stick, free teppanyaki, yo. Boo. (laughs) Boo. (laughs) Double boo. (laughs) Otherwise known as a food max of gaming who can maximize your gaming dollar. I'm showing off 71, a.k.a. Digadulamite. Purple bling bling, y'all. And we'll be back next time, episode 223, for your ears. Peace.